in the studio, clowning with my kinfolk Feeling like a million bucks even though we been broke Shit we been broke, doesn't mean we give up May have lost some ground, best believe we catching up Hot's going up, we've always been the long shot So you'll get your money's worth from the team that I got Doesn't matter how you start the race, it's how you finish Right, they're really gonna hate us when we're first across the finish line Hey. What's going on everybody, welcome to the Times Podcast I am your host Times and today I am joined by my little brother Junebug Junebug, say what's up to everybody Hey, how's it going everybody? Man, I got to tell you, bro, um, I am in a pretty damn good mood, man. Pretty, pretty good mood. Are you now? Yeah, we've had we've had some audio issues, so I hope this will come out OK, because I haven't really figured out exactly where the bug in the uh, audio issue is. So right. hopefully this comes out a lot better than the others. I, I've done some changing around. So we're gonna see what happens with it, but yeah, man, in a in a in a pretty good mood, Buck. How you feeling, man? Oh, you know, it's going, you know, going. It's back a, to work tomorrow. Well, yeah, to but today, tomorrow. today's your day off, though. Yeah, it is. It is. Today's my day off, and I was supposed to. I think I was supposed to have Thursday off, but I don't think I got approved for it yet. So. Nah, bro, you got to walk in there tomorrow and be like, who is it? Uh, Walk up to your supervisor. It don't matter who it is. We're not going to say names, but walk up to your supervisor and be like, yo, hey, we need to talk. And then you pull him into his office and then you strong arm him with some of that June bug shit. Well, I, I would and stuff, but you know, like like he he's very intimidating. You know? Nah, you pull him in that office with some of that June bug South End. You know what I'm saying? Sit down. Yeah. Shut up. Right, right. I got something we need to talk about. You know, bring some of that toxic masculinity everybody be talking about in there, man. You know, that that toxic yeah, yeah. masculinity. So, you're gonna walk into the office. You're going to say, hey, man, we're about to have a conversation. So I'm going to walk into the office. If you don't meet my demands, I'm yeah. showing up at your mama's house. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I I'm showing up at your mama's house. Say it with me. I'm showing, I'm showing up at your mama's, mama's house. Huh? I'm showing up at your mama's house. No, no, no. Say it with say it with that fire. Say, say, I'm showing up at your mama's house. Well, I don't really have the fire per se that you think I have. Stuff, you know, I, I believe in you, Junior. I believe that you have it in you to stand up I for do. yourself and say, I'm not coming in tomorrow, which would be Thursday because, yeah. you know, technically right. tomorrow's right. Wednesday, but you're I going mean, back you, to work. You know what? You're absolutely right. You know, like, you're absolutely right. I should go in there because I'm the boss and they're not. That's right. You're a mother. Him boss, Junior. I tried to edit myself right. there. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. You know. So, for anybody listening, I just want to say real quick, if you guys enjoy the, the podcast, please make sure you guys are subscribing to the podcast and that you guys take time to leave us a five-star review. This is, at this point, we're, we're trying to do new things and uh, bring a little bit more to the podcast, which is why... My wonderful little brother, Junebug, has uh, now made two guest appearances. Although, I got to be honest, you didn't know. It was more than that. 
Well, I mean, this is, I mean, in a row. This is your second appearance in a row. But I have to be honest, you didn't know last week you were technically on the podcast until like, I don't know. No, I didn't know that. Probably probably 50 minutes into it, you know? You know, if I was in Hollywood and stuff, you know, you could have gotten in trouble for that. Why would I get in trouble for it? Because, you know, like, like, you didn't, you know, you didn't run it by me and say, hey, this is going to be the podcast. No. I don't think I don't think that's true, bro. I think um, I think in certain states, you're allowed to record. You know, a, a party is allowed to record another party as long as you have one of the party's consent. Now I know, yeah, yeah, from listening to yeah. the Gerald the what is it Jared Fogle uh, documentary, the Subway guy from the '90s. You remember that dude? Uh, um. Never heard of him, but yes, sure. Come on, dude. The subway dude that used to stand up and show his big ass pants oh, and be like, I oh, used to yeah, wear pants subway, like this. Man. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what happened to that dude? No, what happened to him? Well, it turns out that that dude lost a lot of weight and liked to do uh, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him that he lost a lot of weight. Okay, hold on. Save your applause. Say, yes. Save being proud, okay? He lost a ton of weight and then became like ridiculously famous because Subway took all the credit for him losing his weight, which wasn't technically the case, but everybody knew that from the jump. It's kind of like the government coming out now saying the aliens are real. We're like, motherfuckers, we knew aliens were real. We're not stupid. We know what you got. I don't think aliens aliens are real. Okay, well then you have issues. I suggest you turn the TV on and pay attention to things that are going on. If you don't, hold on. We're going to get back to Jared, but I just want to make his point. If you are naive enough to believe that this is the only planet in the galaxy that sustains life in the galaxy, then you're way more naive than I thought you were. And I don't think you're that naive. But getting back to Jerry. Okay. I just don't I just don't think there's there's aliens, you know, like I like to be honest with you, I've never came across them. And this is what the podcast is known for, just falling off the rails right away, fifteen different topics going on at one time. Did you know that somebody and I don't even know the guy's name because I have a terrible time keeping up with names and, and everything else. Like I can tell you bits and pieces of every story that I hear, but I generally can't tell you the whole story, which probably makes me a terrible podcaster. But anyways, they had a court hearing or whatever the hell you want to call it, where this gentleman literally came out and said that the government has been housing these alien bodies for years and that they have alien spacecrafts that they've been running tests on these bodies and his spacecrafts and, and all this other stuff. All this stuff has been true the entire time. They have all that stuff down in a bunker, in a freezer, however you want to look at it, but all of it's legitimate, all of it's real and aliens do exist. And this guy was like a high ranking official that uh, was given permission to release enough of this information without giving away too much of the information. Does that make sense? So she, the lady questioning him, 
she she would ask him questions and he'd be like, look, I can answer that question like off uh, camera, off the microphone, like in a, in a in a quiet room. I could answer that question for you, but I can't answer it here. And then he would answer another question that wasn't as severe. But in general, what he said was, is these little Martian dudes that we've been telling y'all we don't have. Yeah, we've we've had these motherfuckers the whole time and we didn't tell you guys that we had them, but we absolutely do have them. So you can still not believe in aliens because I don't believe all the shit the government says. Uh, so, I mean, when the government opens its mouth, when the government starts talking, uh, I take everything they say with a grain of salt myself. So I get it. But I also am one that believes like when when I heard this and I didn't see the uh, the video or audio, I didn't, I didn't listen to this or anything, but I know it exists. When I heard all this come out, like I'm like most Americans going, yeah, we we kind of already knew that. Like weird lights in the sky, uh, weird formations in the sky, pilots seeing things right next to their planes that are unexplainable. You know, we we kind of already knew there was something else out there. We don't need you to tell us there's something else out there. Now these motherfuckers will come out. The next thing they'll say is, uh, y'all know Bigfoot's real, right? I'll be like, motherfucker, these motherfuckers here, they know everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course they do. They're the government. They think they know everything. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree totally. But let's get back to Jared because now now we're going to circle back around, okay? okay so as you're sitting there applauding Jared, let me go ahead and tell you what Mr. Fogel decided would be a good idea for him to do after becoming rich and famous and a celebrity and Subway's biggest spokesperson of all time, Jared decided that it would be a good idea to start um, messing around with little kids and doing things inappropriately with little kids and getting caught doing things inappropriately. And, um, Landing his subway eating ass in prison for a few years. That that's what Jared decided to do. So the rise of the subway king, and then the fall for being a child molesting piece of shit is pretty much how that goes. Yes, he is a child molesting piece of shit. Absolutely. So. Jared Fogle ends up being this big piece of shit. But here's the thing. Dude tells uh, this chick he's talking. He's a womanizer, too. So he's got, like, all these women everywhere he's going. Like, he's getting up in front of, like, all these people saying, eat fresh, lose weight, da-da-da, and all this other shit, right? When he's selling really cake bread because Subway Subway's bread was like, hey, I listen to too many, too many stories. But anyways... He's he's womanizing all these women in all these places he goes. And this one woman who's really taken to him, he actually ends up kind of giving her information about his personal thoughts and him looking at these kids and all this other stuff. Like he was looking for her to kind of be accepting of the fact that he's attracted to these children. So obviously she goes the other route she gets creeped out by it and everything else and 
she decides to start recording their conversations. And for three years, I think it was three, three and a half years, she is recording their conversations back and forth. And finally, when she thinks she has enough information and she's ready to turn it over, she turns it over to the police department in her area and says, I've got all this information. This dude's a creep. And, you know, these kids and we're trying to save these kids and all this other shit. And the police tell her we can't do anything with it because in Florida, Florida is one of those states that you've got to have both parties consent to be able to record. Now, see, we're in Kentucky. I don't know. I haven't looked up Kentucky laws, so you might be on to something. Maybe Kentucky is another state or Commonwealth that, you know, you might be able to sue me for using, uh, using your, uh, voice on that, on that last episode. But, um, you eventually figured it out though. And you kept talking. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I figured it out. I, I knew it. But, okay, you know, all right. Well, no, you. I now have you on recording saying that you figured it out, so I have nothing to worry about. So you're just going to have to drop the lawsuit. But that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, obviously, eventually he got caught, as all these monsters normally do, because they can't help themselves, so they get themselves caught up. But in her situation, she put in three years of effort to stop him way back before he actually got caught. Only for the police to look at her and go, hey, you did a great job. This is a lot of information, man. You should be a detective, but we can't use any of this in court. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of messed up. She can't use that. It's a little messed up because she's bringing them audio recordings of him being like, yeah, I like to touch little kids. And, you know, I think about what I'd like to do to them while I'm standing in front of their middle school telling them about how great it is to eat Subway because you could lose weight. And I'm a fitness guru and all this other stuff. And. It dude just always looked like a straight dork, honestly, to me. But, uh, you know, talking about throwing your life away. Anyways, that's how I know that in some states you can't you don't need both parties permission to record. One party can do it. And in some other states, you got to get you got to get on the phone with the killer and then be like, hey, I'm recording this conversation you know, just letting you know, are you cool with that? So the killer can be like, mm, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I want to talk today, you know, so. Yeah, that's, that's a little wild and stuff. You know, yeah. you have to, you have to tell them, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm recording you, even though you didn't kill like 10 people or stuff. You know, what gets me about that is if that's the case, how can people wear wires? Exactly, you know, like, like is that not the same wire. thing? It is the same thing. Yeah, it's, I'm you know, just curious. It's not. You're not. Yeah, it's not. You know, you don't. You can't just. Well, I can't like just. I don't feel comfortable. Like if I don't know the person or something, you know, I don't know if they got a wire or not. All right. Well, you know the way I look at it, man. Jared Jared Fogle. Uh, I think he ended up getting like 17 years for like multiple accounts that, you know, multiple accounts that were, that, that, uh, he was charged with. He ended up getting like 17 years, which for, um, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a long enough sentence for any of these individuals. Cause I think it's pretty much been proven that, no, you know, you can, it's just, 
being a pedophile is not something I feel like somebody has the capability of coming back from. I, and I think really, like as far as if you're a pedophile or a murderer and stuff, you know, I think you should at least get life in prison. I don't think anybody listening would truly believe that a pedophile can be re-entered into society completely clear of these crazy ass thoughts that they've had in their head and everything else. So I think once you've been convicted as a pedophile, especially somebody with multiple cases against them, multiple children and stuff like that, I don't think you should ever be let back out on the street. I think there should be a specific place that those places, those, those individuals go and let that be that. I don't, I don't think they should be, uh, I don't think they should be able to walk amongst society. No, they should. They should. So, and of course, you know, you've got a lot of murdering motherfuckers out here that, that cause a lot of chaos and do a lot of damage. Those individuals probably could go to the same prison. And then those, those two sets right there, the pedophiles and the crazy ass murderers, they can just have it out in the same prison. And then, let that be that you can have like UFC fights between the pedophiles and the murderers every right. night, put it on pay-per-view and then give the money to give the money to the victims, uh, families or the victim themselves. Oh, as far yeah. as the pedophile goes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, think that's what I mean, but, money ain't gonna bring know. a loved one back, but think about getting money from the pay-per-view and watching the motherfucker that, uh, that raped your daughter or whatever, getting a beat to death inside a, a UFC ring. That's because most of these motherfuckers go off to prison and they live, you know, semi decent lives, depending on what prison you ended up at, depending on what your charges say and how much you're able to lie about. You know, they right. they end up going off and and living pretty decent, pretty decent lives. Even somebody sitting on death row who's murdered somebody. I was listening to a story tonight about a guy who spent four hours torturing a young lady, pretty much um, doing all kinds of heinous torture acts on this young lady and then finally killing her after four hours of torturing her and videotaping the whole thing, which is, I'll never understand why you decide that you want to give police their own evidence, like not even make them work for it. Just hand them the tape over and go, here's what I did. Here's four hours of me being one of the worst fucking human beings to ever breathe a breath of air. This, this individual, he sat 20 years on death row and then had like this amazing dinner and all this other stuff before finally being executed. But you, I I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand uh, pedophiles getting these fucking small ass sentences. And I don't understand people who, who get sent to death row for the fucking ridiculous things that some of these people do getting to spend 15, 20 years of their lives setting on death row. And they, their their victims didn't get that right. No, they didn't get to they they didn't get to 
live another 20 years, man, you put them motherfuckers in front of the firing squad within, I'll give you an opportunity to prove your innocence. But if it's a, it's an open and shut case, hands down that you did it. There's witness. Everybody knows you fucking did it, bro. You dead the next day. If I, if, if it was me, you're dead the next day, bro. I'm not going to sit here and fucking feed you for 20 years on, on taxpayer dollars. Like what uh, fucking okay. sense does that make? Here's, here's, I'm working hard for my money while these pedophiles and, and, you know, serial killers out there and stuff, you know, and getting, you know, getting treated much better, you know, than what I'm, you know, going through. Like, I barely can make it back, you know, and they're in there just enjoying, you know, living it up, eating stick dinners and stuff like that. Well, I'll be honest with you. Pedophiles in the wrong prison, in front of the wrong prisoners, are not living it up. I can promise you that. Because a lot of these individuals may have done some serious shit while they were on the streets to land them in that prison. But those same individuals, none of them motherfuckers like pedophiles. A pedophile hit the yard, and the words out that 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 he's a pedophile. It's game over, and that was the that was the thing with this dude. This dude had a daughter. Like he had twenty years of his life where he was still in some degree in his daughter's life. After all this happened, you killed a a young woman and took her away from her family and everything else while you got your own daughter sitting at home and you got to spend the next 20 years of your life, albeit behind bars, albeit in a, you know, more than likely a, uh, small minute type way, but you got to be a part of her life in some way, form or fashion. She didn't get that. Her parents didn't get that. You know, that, that shouldn't happen. And, you know, I I feel bad for saying that for the little girl that's involved, his daughter that's involved in it. But I'm sorry, your daddy did some heinous, serious ass shit. His ass should have been like this, and this motherfucker sat in the courtroom and said, "Yeah, I did it. It was me." Okay, well, let's walk out back, put a bullet in his fucking head, and move on, or torture his right. ass for four hours. I I agree with the whole. I like the eye for an eye thing, man. Like he should have to deal with yeah. the same pain she she went through. Exactly. You know, but we're going. And I agree. Well, I agree with that. We'll get we'll get off that subject though because you know I'm not trying to drag this down, but Jared really just turned turned uh, the whole thing sideways. I didn't mean to go down that dark path. Yeah, that's why like I, don't I said anymore. Like I said, I'm in a good mood, man. I'm in a good mood. Let me tell you how my let me tell you how my morning went. All right. How did your morning go? So my plan was to come home. You know. Get wifey up for work, get Jade rolling, you know, because as of today, as we're recording this, it's Jade's birthday and she's on her way. Happy birthday, Jade. That's that's my llama. You know what I'm saying? And and she is on her way. To the. Def Leppard. Motley Crue concert in Ohio as we speak. So I had to get her up this morning so so she can go. 
And um, I had to get the wifey up for work and all this other stuff. So where is that concert at, by the way? I know it's in Ohio. Man, shit, it's in Ohio. I don't know. um, Fuck, if I told you, I would tell you wrong. But I'm going to say Columbus. I think it's Columbus. I'll see my mistakes. It's not Cincinnati. I, I, she did I'm, say, she, yeah, she did say she was a Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, she said she because I remember her saying she was got to stop in Cincinnati so she could kidnap Joe Burrow. You know, so because she's got this thing for Joe Burrow, I don't, I don't know what it is. Listen, the guy's an athlete. He's great. He's he's probably going to be a great quarterback. Uh, you never really know how those things go, but you know. There's a lot of this. He kind of looks like Macaulay Culkin, like a younger, a younger version of Macaulay Culkin. You know, what I'm saying I ain't hating on him, dude, because you know, yeah. in the right light, I look like Uncle Fester from the Adams Family. So I ain't tripping. You do too, motherfucker. So don't even, don't even try. We, 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 I even say, we are I Adams Family up, man. I'm telling you, I we, we could go as Uncle Fester for Halloween, bro, and people would be like, spot on. That is spot on. I'd love to be like Uncle Fester. Everybody always told me at work and stuff I should be like Captain Underpants. So yeah, we, you know, I, I can see you pulling that off. You know, you're a little younger than I am. I can see you pulling that off. But I'm, you know, this we're we're over here, you know, playing with hands that are running around the house and shit, snapping our fingers, and he's up there in Cincinnati setting booby traps for burglars trying to get in his house. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know. Yeah. So here's here's what uh today I made a post on Facebook, man, and I'm gonna you've probably seen the post, so maybe you have a jump on this, you can kind of get it out there. But I wanted to get your opinion on the well, the post that I made about like you see a homeless person on the street, right? Mm-hmm. So we see them everywhere, man. Louisville, Louisville is, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's tough right now. Not, not just here, you know, in our city or in our state, man, it's, it's tough everywhere. People are going through really hard times, man. Yeah. So here you are, you're, you're riding down the road with your people, you know, because you're, you're on the um, passenger side of your best friend ride, scrubbing it up. And you look over and, you know, somebody standing on the corner and just put a sign that says anything helps or God bless. You, you've read the signs. I've uh, One of my favorites was somebody stood out there with a sign that said, why lie? I need a beer. I was younger when I seen that. Like I was younger when I seen that. I gave it dude, I gave it dude money straight up because I respect the truth over over everything. Dude yeah, was absolutely. like, dude. You know, I ain't even gonna trip about it. I need a motherfucking beer. Oh, I got you. Like, that may be the bad way of looking at it. Like, but I mean, you have to respect the honesty. But right. what are, are are you a giver? Are you somebody that you see somebody no. that that looks like they're in need? Are you somebody that that reaches out and goes, man, here's here's a little something for you? Like, how do you handle? Are do are you just ignore it? How do you handle situations well, like that? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? All right. That's so, what I want. So honesty. Long, that's all yeah, that matters. Honesty. Okay. A long time ago, there was a guy who was, you know, he had a sign and everything. Like, same thing, situation with the holding sign and everything. But his sign read, 
and I quote, I said, hey, I need, I need some money to buy parts for my spaceship. Now, you know, we're just talking about aliens and all that, right? And everything. So, you know, that convinced Asteroid, you know what, that guy might have a spaceship. You know, you just never know. So, I gave him $5 so he can go fix the spaceship. All right. Um, I seen one guy that had a sign that said, Ninjas kidnapped my wife. Need money to get her back. I drove right past that dude. I figured I was doing him a favor. Did you give him money for it? No, man. I, I, I said I drove right past him. I figured I was doing him a favor. Move on with well, your life, maybe, man. It's over. Move on. Maybe he wanted his wife back. Move on. It's over. The the ninjas got her. It's they, over. Yeah, ninjas got her. You know, they took her to Japan or something or whatever, you know, or wherever they sent her to. But, but, I, but I, I would, you know, like I said, I would have helped him out. You know, like I would have been like, you know what, here you go. You want your wife back? Go get her back. How much would you have gave him to get his wife back? I at least gave him $20 because, you know, a plane ticket to go to Japan and stuff costs a lot of money. Why is he going to Japan? I didn't say they kidnapped her and took her overseas. I said, why? Why is he got to go all the way to Japan to get her, get her, get his well, wife well, back? Well, she don't have to. Well, she don't have to go to Japan. You know, it could be like in San Francisco or New York or something. You know? I mean, maybe these are American ninjas. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, I mean, we don't have like like any kind of like Japan gang here in in, in Louisville or anything like. Not that we know of. Not that we know of, right. You know, no, not that we know of. Think, yeah, the only thing I can think of, you know, if you're like in San Francisco or California, maybe possibly, you know, New York or something. Not you know, yet. Not yet, but give it time, man. We're, we're what? We're the 18th biggest city uh, in the nation at this point. You know, we're moving on up. Yeah, we're moving up. Yeah, you know. But yeah, yeah I would have, you know, I would have gave them money. Uh, here you go, man. Go get your, go get your lady back. But seriously, go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody needs love. Everybody needs love too, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, and maybe maybe eight twenty dollars would have helped him get his wife back. He could have bought a little knife, you know. Yeah. Started started like doing some some little learning some little ninja moves. Might have got him some cheap little Chinese stars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could have bought him a uh, could have bought him a beer, you know, break the bottom of it and everything. Use that as a weapon. Yeah, I mean, you know, you might be onto something, bro. I might have missed an opportunity, and that because of me, this guy wasn't able to get his wife back. You know, now, 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 you never know that the Japanese uh, cartels are probably pimping his life, his wife. Out. I'm just, I'm, I'm baffled by this. Like craze of you to believe that it had to be Japanese ninjas. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, Japanese ninjas. You know, like it could, it could be Japanese New Yorker ninjas. What if it was like a, a gang of Chuck Norris's? Hmm. Uh, I would have hmm? said, "Hey, man!" I would have been like, "Hey, man, you're screwed, dude." Chuck what? Norris's. What if these motherfuckers showed up, kidnapped his wife, who were all green and had shells on their back with little bandanas around their eyes that were different colors? With an oversized rat telling them what to do. Grab that bitch. Oh, you talking about like, oh, you mean like Ninja Turtles and stuff, right? 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninja Turtles, man. Yeah. Like, I, can see the, I can see the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I mean, are you gonna are you gonna give this man twenty dollars so he can go down in the sewers and fight these turtles? I think that's where he lives at, anyways. Bro, I'm giving. If I knew, if if I knew it was the turtles that took his wife, I'm giving him twenty because you know a couple of little Caesar's pizzas and them turtles are they turning the wifey back over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you know. see what I'm saying? They gonna be yeah, shell shocked. Supreme, like supreme, yeah, shell Yeah, it's a '90s reference right there. They gonna be shell shocked. I know, but you know, like, like I, I loved, I, I loved, you know, I loved the uh, Ninja Turtles. That was my, that was my shit back in the days. So let me tell you, let me tell you what turned me off of the whole giving money, and I still do. Like I, I still do. If I see somebody and I really feel like they're in need, like. Our 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 uh, good friend Chris Yates, man, he said uh, he he just gets a vibe, you know. Pretty much, he kind of waits for. Well, he don't wait, but but he just he. It's like listening to God a little bit, like like God right. telling him that this is somebody that needs. Like he feels like if he's giving money to somebody, it's for all the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? Because it's always kind of been my thing is that I want to help people that need help. But you got people that uh, literally have been on the news just here in the city. They go from like here, Lexington, other areas, panhandling, and then getting in like BMWs and Lexuses that are sitting around the corner and just driving off. You know, and this is this is how they're making a substantial living is by the generosity of other people, you know. So. Here's here's my story, okay? Here, here's my story to kind of turn me off to this. Um, one day I took Madison to get her. I think I think we took her to get her nails done. We, I was right behind a nail shop. We were going to get into the car, and this gentleman walks up to the car and he goes, "Man, he said, I hate to bother y'all, man. I need something. I need some money so I can get down to the hospital." He's like, I just found out, and I swear to you, this was his story. I just found out that my daughter passed away. You know, my family's down at the hospital with her. I can't get to the hospital. This dude starts crying. He was like, I don't have any way to get to the hospital, man. I need to get down there so that I can, um, so that I can be with my daughter and everything. Anything you guys can do to help out, I'd greatly appreciate it. So, I remember being like over overwhelmingly proud of Madison in this moment because that little girl she had went and gotten her nails done with money that she had gotten and she had I think $20 left to her name and she handed that $20 bill over to this dude right and I'm thinking that's my girl like that's that's a proud dad moment because she didn't hesitate she was like you know this no Go, go be with your daughter, go be with your family, you know, so you, you can be there for that. And I was just, I was, it wore my heart to see her generosity. So fast forward to about two weeks later, we're now in downtown Louisville and it just happens to be me and Madison. Again, I'm dropping Madison off 
at her family's house, you know, uh, down near Broadway, downtown Louisville. And I don't remember if Madison was out there when this happened, if she was in the van with me still at the same time, or if she gotten out, said, you know, all right, dad, I'll see you later, went inside the house. But at some point of us sitting there, whether she was in the house or not, the exact same gentleman walked up to me. He walks up to the side of the van. And this individual preaches, gives me the exact same speech that he gave me and my daughter in the back of that nail place. The same exact speech, bro. He gives the same exact sob story and everything else. And I cut him off about halfway through it. And I said, bro, you know, you talked to us just a couple weeks ago, right? You said the exact same thing you're saying now a couple weeks ago. His whole demeanor changed. He got this shit ass look on his face. All pissy looking at me, me mugging me and just slowly walked away. And it was at that point I was like, man, it, it didn't change the fact that I was proud of Madison for making the, the decision that she made at that point because she was doing that out of the goodness of her heart. And that's but that's the moment when I looked at the situation and was like, man, it doesn't matter who you give that money to. You might be giving it to a person that truly needs it. You might be giving it to that dad who walks up on you and says, my my family of seven is around the corner in a van. We just ran out of gas. I just need a few bucks so I can get us down the street to where we were going. And you hand them that money. You really honestly don't know if that dude had that family around the corner. You honestly don't know if that dude's going to use that money to get gas. You don't know any of that situation. And I it was at that moment that I decided that whatever I hand over to somebody else, that is now between them and God. It doesn't have anything to do with me from that point. My heart was in the right place when I handed them to him. Right. See what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that was a real eye opener for me, bro. Cause he took $20 from at the time. What was, I believe Madison was probably 12 or 13 years old. This was, this was a, you know, a handful of years back. She was young, man. And she was proud that she, she had gotten this money and asked me to take her, get her nails done and, and all this stuff. And this was, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't her last $20, she had maybe 30, $40 tops on or something like that. But she handed this $20 bill over to this dude with the understanding. I mean, you stood there to a 13 year old child and lied boldly straight to her face, watched her pull the money out of her pocket, and at no time did you feel any remorse for pretty much stealing this money out of this little girl's pocket because of the goodness of her heart. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to answer for things like that later in life. And if those are the type of things you're doing, then God only knows the rest of the shit that you're you've got your hands into, you know? So, like, you, like, if you're gonna be honest with me and stuff, at least be honest with what you're gonna do that. Yeah, that money for. Now, don't put, don't put any family like, oh, well, you know, my, you know, like my 
my family, blah, 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 was in, you know, Lexington or something like that. I'm trying to get to them and everything. And I'd be, you know, need to get the gas money up to go down there and stuff. And then you're still doing it every day. You didn't leave. I don't want to that wide. Right. I like, I like an honest, you know, uh, like an honest person and stuff, you know, like just be honest with yourself. Yeah, like the dude, like the dude with the spacecraft, man. Obviously, this dude was trying to do the right thing. And you had every right to give that dude every penny you had on you. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, you know, like, like, go ahead and go fix your spacecraft. I mean, how many years ago was that? It was years ago. I don't do it anymore because, you know, I know, I know for a fact, you know, like, I don't, I, I, I try not to give my money out to nobody and stuff. This was like, like, like one day I got off, like it was, it was during the morning and stuff, you know, when I got, when I was, when I was coming into work, I was still on version, you know, I'm like, I'm still with version. It was probably maybe like last month, I think. So, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to work and I get, I get off at the bus stop. I want to say it's like a Thursday or a Friday, one of those two. So I get off the bus, and as I get off the bus and stuff, there's like it looks like to me like a bunch of friends, either family or whatever and stuff, just sitting there. And it like this is like five o'clock in the morning, just sitting there, and you can tell they're on something, you know, the way how they are, the way how they're acting, you know, and everything. They're on something, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is like a whole. Bunch of people, because you know, like you know, when you, you know, when you got homeless people like that and everything, you don't know, uh, you don't know what's going through their heads. You don't know what they're gonna do to you and stuff. So you know, you gotta keep, you know, you gotta keep your keep your guard up at all times. So are you are you looking? Are you like when you say homeless, you're talking about like not homeless, but. Like people that look like they may be on a drug, on some type of drugs or something of that nature. Because I mean, you can, you know, there are obviously people that have fallen on hard times that are homeless that are not on drugs and stuff that are actually trying to trying to figure things out. You know, in comparison, you know, so and there's also mental illness that's involved in that and everything else. And you know, my personal opinion, the most uh, ridiculous thing for our country is the amount of veterans that are homeless and living on the street. Yeah. I, I I really honestly don't know because you know I I've never actually researched it, but I really honestly don't know if. Any any other country treats the men and women that serve that country the way we treat our men and women that serve this country, you know. And I think that is, I think it's gross to be honest with you. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's uh, yeah. one of the many atro- atrocities that we as a country need to fix, um, but. I don't think that you leave, you know, this is, I don't don't think, I got thrown off there for a second. Sadie started barking upstairs, which I'm sure you can probably hear. 
But um, it's that that whole situation is just ridiculous to me, and um, I never uh, I never understood it. Like I said, I'm, it's just it's sad to, to know that you got you know veterans and stuff that's out there on the streets that you know that fought for your country. This is how you treat. So yeah. So you gave money. I'm just making sure that I, I got this part money. right. You I, gave, I gave money. money. I, I gave I gave money to homeless people. But like you people. you gave money to the dude that was rebuilding the spaceship. And that was years ago, right? That was years ago. It was only like five bucks. You know who that dude is now, Junior? He's an alien. No. That is motherfucking Elon Musk, bro. Is it? That is Elon Musk you gave that five dollars to. Man, I I had no idea that was without that five dollars. Without that five dollars. Elon Musk would have never became the multi-billionaire he is today. So he has you to thank for that. And I appreciate that. You know, like, like I'm glad that I can motivate someone with my five dollars. Well, he's not gonna give you shit. Don't get me wrong, but no, he's, he's not gonna give it to me. I gotta, I gotta pay for it. You know, say, oh, well, I'm not gonna give it to you. you well, you would think it was an investment, though. You know, the five dollars. You know, I mean, he's yeah, worth billions he's now. How much is that five dollars worth now? You know, um, probably more than more than one, what what I gave him. I mean, hey, but he didn't lie to you. This motherfucker is shooting rocket ships up in the space. Yeah, it's absolutely like, right. Like, you know, I like, mean, he didn't lie. Yeah, they even got flying cars coming out now. So, bro, that is something that when you, years down the road, finally leave this earth, you can have on YouTube, I gave $5 to Elon Musk. Exactly. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, $5, I gave that to that man right there, and now look at it. He's a billionaire. How How does that make you feel to know that you turned a homeless man into a multi-billionaire and you still don't have shit. How does that? Oh, man. You know what? I feel great. You You feel great, baby. You know? Yeah, I feel great. Yeah, you know, it's not about uh, it's not not about the money situation that I gave my money to. Right. Someone used it for a good cause. I'm telling you, amazing cause. Amazing cause. Amazing cause. this, this, This dude has done so many great things. Yeah, yeah. He he took that five dollars and he's like, I'm gonna turn this into a billion dollars. And he's sitting in his his office of marble and platinum trim and everything else, exactly. and he's going. And to think, all this got started with a five dollar bill that someone gave me. Some 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 random guy gave me. I yeah. never get anything out of it. But what if what if he does sit in his office, dude? And he goes, dude. I wonder who that dude was because if I ever find that dude, some of these billions belong to him. What if he sits in there and he thinks that, Junior? I would, you know what? I would have been like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Some of those billions belong to me. I mean, you know, so I think, I think you should share. You probably got a point. Billions. You probably got a point. But then, you know, I think, go ahead. 
here some of those days, but at least let me at least let me be part of this investment of the uh, of the you know one of, one of those cars that the Tesla. Yeah, he could at least give you a Tesla. At the bare minimum, he should give you a Tesla. Yeah, a Tesla and a charging station for it. But you know what? He probably has that thought, man, and then leans back in his $15,000 chair that rolls him around the room, smiles at the ceiling, and goes, nah, fuck him. Probably. I can see that. I, I can see, like, like some of them rich folks are like that. But you had your feel-good moment, and that's all that really matters. Exactly. I had my feel-good moment, <laughs> you know. I had my feel-good moment that I gave him $5, and now he's a billionaire. There you go, bro. You know, you don't have people listening to this or really actually believing I gave $5 to you. Hey, man, we're not saying saying that, you know, any of that is true, but we're also saying that, you know, it could be. It could be. Yeah, yeah, it could be. You never know. Yeah, just never know. You know, like I, I personally, you know, like you know, if it if it to help out somebody that I know that it's gonna good, uh, give them like a good investment or whatever. It's like, hey, I need this because I'm trying to buy me a uh, uh, a beer, but you know that the guy gives gives out these gold dollars and stuff, and the gold dollar that he's got is you know worth thousands of dollars. So I'm like, oh, yeah, here you go, man. You know, I'm like there you go, boom. You know, like when you get change back, you get like the, you know, like you get your change back and then you got like a little gold coin or something like that. You're one of those dudes that back in the 90s wrote the prince back in the email, aren't you? Wrote the who back? The prince. You don't remember? You, you, you might have been a little too young for that. But back, back in, I think the 90s, early 2000s, people would get random emails from a prince from like Arabia or some shit like that. And he'd be like, Oh, uh, you know, I'm I'm worth, you know, billions of dollars, but I'm having trouble accessing my bank account. So all I need you to do is send me four thousand dollars, and I'll reimburse you, or some crazy shit like that. And he was scamming the fuck out of people. Oh yes, yeah, you'd have got on that motherfucker and been like, <laughs> "You got it, Prince Alibaba." Yeah, I would. I definitely probably would and stuff. I'd be like, you know what, you got it, man. And then turn around and I ain't get shit out of it. That's my that's my Aladdin knowledge right there. That's what that is. That's that's not a disrespectful term. I, I learned that from Aladdin. Yeah, we learned that from Aladdin, so don't no. take offense to that. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm a uh I'm gonna get off here, bro, because you know, eventually a man has to sleep, you know, and work night comes pretty and, quick. And, Exactly, you know, it's a, a short, a short day because you do got to go to sleep. Yeah, and did I even tell you that how how my morning went? Did I even explain that? I'm gonna explain this real quick. Did I? I exp- what? What? You didn't really explain it. No, you, you you just told me about you know homeless and then okay, and- okay. Let me let me break this down for you real quick. This is what happened, right? So I come home, okay, I'm driving home, and I'm going. I'm gonna get to the house. I'm going to get everybody rocking and rolling. I'm going to get everything moving. And then after I get everything done, I'm going to give you a call, man. And we're going to knock this podcast out. And boom, you know, get to bed early so I can get get up, get some things taken care of. Instead, I hit the, you know, uh, come up to a stoplight. 
Step on the brakes. All I hear is crunch. I'm going, man, fuck. Brakes are going out. Now, I've already got a tire that's bad on the van. The tire's bad. Like, and I know it. And the game plan is to get that tire changed because it needs to be changed. But now I'm looking at bad brakes on top of it. The whole that that whole side, that whole tire brakes, everything on that side, everything's going bad. So instead of following the game plan that I put in place, I had to come home and I had to change brakes. So I'm popping tires off the car, off the van, changing the brakes, and then I'm just like, you know, the hell with it. Jumped inside the van, drove up, went ahead and got the tire replaced. Everything else, man. By the time I got to a point to where I could actually sit down and record this podcast, I was two hours out from where I wanted to be at, man. I've been all over the place this morning and I had no intention of doing any of that. So, but I feel great though, because I know that I've created a safer vehicle for, you know, me, the wife, the kids to roll around in and everything else. It wasn't exactly where it needed to be at. Now it's in a much better place. And, you know, I mean, when you knock out little things like that, things you really don't feel up to doing, when you get that shit done, man, you, you know, you kind of get uh, a little endorphin kick. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. You know, I had my Superman moment. Yeah, and Jade would be able to go to a concert. Oh, no, Jade didn't give a fuck about me changing the tires. She was out with her. She's gone with the people. Like, she's, 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 she's gone with a whole different crew, bro. <laughs> Okay, okay. I thought y'all drove it there. No, 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 no. She she had a she had a she had a click she's going with. Matter of fact, it was um uh Matt and Mickey, so not the episode that me and you just did, but the one before that 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 you didn't listen to because you never listened to the podcast anyways. But um that episode, everybody was on that episode. What do you mean by that? You don't listen to you don't listen to podcasts. You don't listen to podcasts. Look, look, look. I don't subscribe. I listen to it. I guess Spotify. You 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 listen to the podcast. Yeah, I listen to this podcast. What was the last podcast about? The last motherfucker you were on the last podcast, fool. How do you not know what you said? Oh well, I mean, dog, get the fuck out of here, bro. All right, look, listen, listen. I love you, man. I love you too, bro. All right, I'm gonna get off here, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get me some sleep, man. Because you know, like I said, I'm only hours away from clocking back in and doing it again. So I'm gonna go ahead and take me a little nappy nap, and get that knocked out, and you know, go ahead and enjoy the rest of your day, everybody listening. I hope you guys, when this is released, you guys are enjoying y'all Sunday, and make the week in front of you count. And anything else you want to add, Junior? Don't give money out to strangers that you don't know. There you go. All right, y'all. Listen, before I get out of here, I want you guys to keep in mind, you're so fucking worth it. You just have to see it. Later, y'all. Exactly. Later. In the studio, clowning with my kid folk, feeling like a million bucks, even though we been broke. Shit, we been broke. Doesn't mean we give up. May have lost some ground, best believe we catching up Hot's going up, we've always been the long shot So you'll get your money's worth from the team that I got Doesn't matter how you start the race, it's how you finish Right, they're really gonna hate us when we're first across the finish line Hey.